I am so excited to bring you this next guest, Anu Gupta. She is uh, breaking stereotypes around arranged marriages or even just matchmaking. She is a matchmaker. She has a matchmaking service. Now, I know before all y'all kind of be like, wait, what? Just hear me out because I walked into this interview definitely open-minded, right? Because I know arranged marriages can have like a little bit of a stereotype to them, but I think it's different in today's day and age. It's not like your old style of arranged marriages. And I think matchmaking in general is kind of like a, a different way of going about dating. Now, just, like I said, just hear me out in this interview. I think it's going to surprise you because it ended up really surprising me. And I'm not going to lie. This sounds like a really efficient way of dating. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm Heather, and today I have this really special guest with me today. We're going to talk about breaking some stereotypes when it comes to arranged marriages. Uh, she is the founder of Vows of Eternity, which is a global matchmaking services service that is actually located headquarters are in New York and New Delhi. This is Anu Gupta. I'm so excited to have you here today because I think we're going to talk about things that I don't think a lot of our audience or even like young people today, unless you're like directly involved with this subject, know that this stuff even actually exists to this day. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me over, Heather, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, um, so I know matchmaking kind of has like a little bit of a... I. I don't know. I think it kind of just depends on who you're talking to when it comes to matchmaking. And some people are eh, about it. And some people are like, okay, well, I mean, maybe, but I think matchmaking and arranged marriages, I mean, are they the same thing? Do they fall in the same category? Well, it, again, it depends how you look at it for us at Vows for Eternity. They are, they are quite different uh, because for us, it's really about, um, we matchmake. Uh, we are not about arranged marriages uh, per se. I don't think we've ever had an arranged marriage that's happened. We are more about arranged introductions. Oh. Uh, so that's really what we do. Uh, and, and the way I differentiate this in my head, you know, traditionally, typically arranged marriage really meant, at least in India, from where I, where I, you know, where I come from, uh, arranged marriage was two, two families meeting, connecting, uh, and often deciding um, that their children are going to get married to each other. Sometimes they would meet each other once, uh, perhaps in a rather uncomfortable situation at a table where you have 12 other family members looking at them and sort of what's the conversation they're going to have. Um, and then at the end of that half an hour uh, meeting, they were supposed to say yes or no. So typically, a very typical... It sounds very like filled with pressure. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so that is, when I think of arranged uh, marriage, that is somehow, that's the picture I have in my head. And for me, I would say that, I mean, it works for, for a lot of people. For me, that would be a total no-no. Um, so what we really do is arranged introductions. And, and, and um, it's really about introducing, getting to know you a little bit better and introducing you to somebody else who's like-minded. And then organically, the both of you take it forward um, and, and you, know, you will know when the time is right for you, if and when you want to take the next step. And if that is marriage, then, then so be it. So is it kind of like, it almost sounds like a dating service in a way where it's like a, 
because you're not really dating them right because it's like you get you get a I guess you get a nice introduction right and you and you see like if you like the person well enough to even get to know them more right you're right I, I think it's very it's very different from dating from a from the the headspace that one is in in, in you know in a, in a typical dating sort of a scenario one is not really sure whether one is in the headspace for marriage whether one wants to get married generally it's about hey i want to go out on a date and over a period of time it's we'll see how it goes and and and, and you know from there you start the journey whereas with us we have it is a membership uh, based model and all our members are in that space where they are looking to get married provided they find the right partner so they are starting off their starting point already is hey I really want my life is beautiful I'm not looking at somebody to come in and complete it but um, I want to share this beautiful life with somebody else uh, and and they are in that space of uh, I want to make that that commitment of of sharing my life and for them it's marriage that they're looking at. So that's where they start off at. And then they go out and talk to, you know, we connect them to different people um, and they have those conversations, but really at the back of the head, they are talking to somebody to see whether do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person or not, as opposed to let's meet, let's see where it'll go. And maybe a few years down the line, you know, and maybe we'll have a live-in and all of that. And then we will see, you know, very organically where it, you know, where it goes from there. So this is a little bit of a, quasi uh, situation, I guess. It almost sounds a lot more efficient. You know, it is um, It is more efficient, uh, but it's also a few other very important things. One is, I think these days people are, you know, we're all very busy. Life is, everybody's running a thousand miles an hour, right? And when you're in that headspace that you are, you feel that emotional vacuum in your life, or you want to share your life with somebody, this can also just go, putting out, putting yourself out there, meeting people, talking to people, and really getting to know the basics about them, and then sort of realizing, you know, actually we're absolutely misaligned, right? Mm. It's very, you know, emotionally, it's it's quite intense and it's quite exhausting, right? Because sometimes people are doing this over and over and over and over again, right? Yeah. So I like to think of ourselves a little bit more like an executive um, headhunter, sort of a, like a boutique search firm. You know, it's really about, I think we take a lot of the, um, um, you know, a lot of the processes off you. So we, it's about spending time getting to know. So when I start this um, conversation with a new member, I'll have, I think the initial conversations can be anything from three hours to you know five hours, a series of initial conversations. If we're not an online service, right? So we're very much offline. We are very um, curated, uh, global. That's, that's really our remit. And I want to know more about you, your life, your childhood, your growing up years, um, your family, because in a lot of ways, our childhood, what we've learned, the family we belong to, we carry a lot of those things along with us. At some point, you know, we become our own people and we 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 have a blend of, you know, things from our own experiences. But our childhood is, uh, that's, that's really the foundation of who we are. So I try and understand a lot about that. I like to understand things and what makes you take, what, what, what's, you know, what's a deal breaker for you? What do you value in life? You know, what, um, what are your, and, and what is your value system? Because ultimately in a marriage, it 
for me, a marriage is built on four pillars, integrity, trust, friendship, and acceptance. And it's very important to um, it's very important to share foundationally the similar sort of value systems, um, because if two people don't share similar value systems, um, at some point in life, they will be looking in different directions, and then people tend to walk in the directions that they're looking in. So, you know, you have to look at be looking at each other as you go down the journey of life, right? And that's when you walk hand in hand, otherwise you really don't. So that's what we, we try and focus on, um, on, on that. And then on, on that basis, we introduce you to other people who are like-minded. A lot of our members are, um, you know, people who move around the world. They, they may have been born and brought up in one place, but then they relocated and moved somewhere else, whether it's for studying, it's for, you know, work. Or, and as we grow older, um, a lot of changes happen. Um, sometimes our defenses get up. Sometimes we get more cynical about things. Sometimes we just feel that much more nervous about putting ourselves out there, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, how do you then meet new people? Right. How do you and we all have a finite social networks uh, and social circle. How do you meet somebody outside that who is very aligned to you for everything else? You go on a blind date, all of those things. It's very much hit or miss. Right. Yeah. I mean, a good a good portion of me and my friends, it's very hit and miss about when we are trying to, like, find someone to be in a relationship with. Yeah, exactly that. So I think that's where we come in. Yeah. I mean, I find that so, so intriguing, but at the same time too, I mean, I almost think, I don't know, I might be sold on this idea of matchmaking that you just presented because, you know, I myself and like, you know, most of the Slay Nation crew over here, uh, we're all really, really busy. We all have our own lives going. We all have our own things that we're doing. Um, and I think the number one complaint that I have uh, myself, but even like with my friends who are very busy too, is just like, you know, you never, you play this kind of back and forth thing when you're dating someone to see, you know, are your values are aligned? Are you really going to get along? Are you this and are you that? So, you know, you said that you take three, four, five hours getting to know somebody and, and what makes them tick as a person. How do you then go about curating these people, you know, for these others to meet? So how it really works is a, those three to five hours is really pretty much the initial conversation, right? That's either an in-person meeting or it's a, it's a, it's a Zoom you know, it's a, it's a video, it's a video call because a personality, getting somebody's sense of personality is also very important. So it's, it's a mix of, you know, one of these things. We also have about a hundred question questionnaire uh, that we, we share with our members to complete. And it really talks a lot about, you know, why, why, why are you looking for marriage? What does family mean to you? Uh, you know, and a lot of, um, a lot of, there is a lot of introspection that is needed. Um, so our approach it's quite introspective in nature and, um, you know, perhaps in part to do with, with the fact that I'm from, from India and there's a lot of, as, as a philosophy, you know, it, it really is very introspective and, you know, inward sort of focused uh, belief in karma and all of those things, right? So, so that's really um, something I'm a firm believer of. I think a lot of times um, people focus on external things, you know, whether it's external validation or whatever it is. So it's very external. 
And when I start talking to people and there's a series of conversations, sometimes people are very surprised with the kind of questionnaire that we have because they, they really come back and say, Anu, we never really thought of it this way. We never really, we never really thought about this. What are some questions then? Like if you don't mind sharing? You know, I think it's about, so I believe that in life, it's really the tough times that we learn from, you know, you know, you know when, when something is great, then we say, you know, you open a glass of bubbly and sort of say, you know, cheers, and that's about it. But all our learning comes from the tough times. When we are in the tough times, um, you know, how do we deal with that? You know, what is, what do we look for? How do we, um, what were our lessons from that, right? Those are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that define us. And those things are very important to understand for yourself. Because if you don't understand what defines you, um, that is intrinsically connected to the kind of person that you want to be with. You know, it's an extension of that. So, so they're very connected. They're very closely connected. Um, so that for me would be one, one important thing. The other things that I really focus on is I always say that, um, you know, that so much is changing in today's time. Um, there are stereotypical gender roles are, 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 are seeing this much, much needed, um, shift there's a there's a there's a shift in the power balance almost in a couple yeah i'm totally seeing the same thing totally seeing the same thing so but that is is it brings with it its own i think it was much needed but it brings with it you know it's still new right and and different people are dealing with it very differently so it's very the search with us is very nuanced uh because human beings are very very complex Right. So we are, that's really, our focus is beyond, you know, interests and hobbies and habits and all of those things are great when somebody is 14 and 15, you know, everybody loves travel and music and whatnot, but those things don't sustain a marriage. So we really try and get into the heart of the things that do sustain a marriage and then working alongside somebody as they continue this journey of you know, finding the person, talking about, I always say, if you think something is a red flag as you're getting to know somebody, it probably is a red flag, so don't ignore it. You know, things like don't make a decision on the back of one conversation with somebody saying, I don't want to meet him or her a second time. You know, first time as people, we tend to be, we tend to have our defenses up. We, we you know, we don't know what to expect. So we are not ourselves, right? But ultimately, um, I think it really is about you know, what are reasons for getting married? Um, is it because you want to live with somebody or is it because you want to get married to somebody you can't live without? You know, that is, that is it. And, and it's, it's, it's about somebody who understands you, you know, somebody who, who gets you. I always say, you know, be with somebody who understands you so you don't have to spend a lifetime translating your soul. Um, you mm. know, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> if only we could all find somebody like that tough but you know it, and that's why our search is that it takes time uh it's it's uh you know it's a slow search these things i don't have a magic wand I, which i did but i don't have one so i you know i can't work miracles but it, it it's a journey and i think the right partner is much more important doing this right is much more important than doing it quick um and and um you know so that's really what this is about for us yeah i mean oh my goodness i kind of feel like 
if you are the type of person, because, okay, so my generation, a lot of us, you know, we do the dating apps, right? All, all the dating apps, all the things um, that involve these dating apps. And some of my dearest and nearest friends have totally sworn off the dating app thing because it's very hit and miss, like most dating. But then sometimes too, it's, you know, you want, you find somebody who's just like, I want this, like, I want a relationship that leads to marriage and I want to have kids and I want this. Right. And then you also have the people who are like, I'm just here and I'm just existing. Uh, so I think with this, with the matchmaking, because here's the thing is like the way that you described it, I don't really think of this as, you know, an arranged marriage, you know, we, you and I talked a little bit more offline about, um, at least my history with arranged marriages, uh, for our audience, you know, um, I'm half Chinese, half white. My grandparents came over from China. They had an arranged marriage, but that arranged marriage was done basically because my grandfather, his father was already here in the United States. My grandmother was a merchant, had lots of, you know, stores and money and that kind of stuff. And she married down in order to come over to the United States, quote, unquote, married down in class status. So when you are matching people, what are like the, the, the factors that go into play? Because I think sometimes when people think matchmaking and arranged marriage and all that kind of stuff, they think very stereotypical, which is kind of like class and status and all of that kind of stuff. You know, you've, you're very, very right. I think it depends. Each person is very different for a lot of our members. That is, a, you know, we have different tiers of membership. Uh, and, and for a lot of our members, that is an important part as well. Um, you know, we have, we still have, a, especially in some of the signature service tiers, there are, there are parents involved as well for this, uh, you know, in the search. And for them, it's all about uh, you know, family, fa family backgrounds, the social status, these things are also important. Um, and the, the way they are looking at it really, and I've, you know, I've tried to sort of, uh, over time, you, you understand different perspectives. Um, and the way they really approach it is, you know, are, for this is more relevant for, you know, for their daughters. So, so their approaches, our daughters have been used to a certain lifestyle, so certain, you know, and therefore this, um, marrying down like you said is going to be an adjustment um issue and and therefore uh, that will cause more um you know it, it it causes it puts pressure additional pressure on a new relationship and a new marriage that's how they approach it right so for them um you know backgrounds but somebody else comes from a similar background is really very important because then they feel it's easier for the both the you know both the boy and the girl to sort of connect and take it off from the it's almost like the basics are taken care of and then they just it's more about getting to know each other and uh, you know, making a life together. So for some people, that is important. For some other people, um, it's less of an, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not really, um, it's not really that important, right? They really want to focus on um, just finding somebody who understands them, who will, who, who they can be themselves with, you know, that's really important. You can't, often we, we can be different with different people, but ultimately when you come home, you want to be yourself and you want to be understood for who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those things are common across relationships, whether it is uh, whether the family background is important or not. That is, you know, one criteria and that does happen a fair bit. But 
once that is out of the way, it really is about, can I be myself? Will the other person understand me for who I am? A lot of people, again, everybody's very different. Some people need a lot more space in a relationship and yet they want the other person to anchor them. Some people are more, um, you know, don't need as much space. There are a lot of, and again, these are things that I would consider foundational things, right? Um, these are who we are. You know, when we fall in love with somebody, um, there are some things we, we change some minor things, but none of us really can change who we are as people, right? Uh, and, and, and that's not a sustainable change. So it really needs to be somebody who gets you for who you are. You know, you come back and say, I'm having a really crappy day and this is how I'm reacting, right? And mm -hmm. the person understands that. Um, and also understands your ambitions. You know, as, as women, we are... We are, you know, we're we are, we are setting new trends. Uh, we are, you know, we are we are we are we are challenging um, stereotypes which have which have existed for centuries. Um, and and yet, you know, we're looking for a, for a man who is progressive, yet who's confident, who's secure in his own being, um, and uh, you know, who who also it's it's a partnership of equals. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. really how we we look at it you know because if, if it's a marriage it's a partnership and the, it's not a it's not an acquisition it's not a 51 49 it is a 50 it is a partnership right and both people bring different and I think a good partnership is when people bring different things to the mix right I mean just imagine a team where both people are bringing exactly the same thing right that's a very lopsided team right yeah Often, you know, when I talk to people and they say, Anu, I never, you know, it was almost about um, in this world of equality, you know, equality for me, the way I think about it is an equal partnership, but two people who have different strengths, you know, who are not vying for the same thing, because that is not, that's, that's a weak team. Right. So, so though, I mean, a lot of things we, we talk about as the journey unfolds. Right. Yeah. And getting to know somebody. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to figure anybody out in the back of one conversation. So it really is a journey of, of getting to know somebody and therefore uh, fine tuning the search as we go along. So just out of curiosity, because I think a lot of times um, when we say arranged marriages and matchmaking and that kind of stuff, uh, how involved, I guess it's a two part question, how involved are parents in this search and in these decisions and from the people that have parents that are involved versus the people who don't, is there a difference in success? Like, does it actually help to have your parents involved? So, you know, the, your, your first question, how involved are parents? It depends on the age of our members. Generally we see, and, and also the, 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 the tier of membership. In the signature service, which is really a sort of top tier offering, um, parents are more involved, and you know their their kids are really in their twenties, you know, twenty two to tw you know maybe twenty eight, somewhere in their twenties. Um, but our our members, our youngest member is twenty two, and our oldest member is sixty eight, right? Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, it. Once people get into their 30s and, 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 and a lot of people even in their 20s, but definitely 30s onwards, I, I've, I don't think I've ever had 
very rarely had parents involved. It really is then the kids sort of, you know, they know what they want. They're taking that, taking the onus of, you know, and they want to be in control of their own search. So it's very, uh, again, there's no cookie cutter style, but when parents are involved, that really is for people in their 20s, for a majority of them in the 20s. From there onwards, it really are the kids or, you know, um, the, 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 the boy or the girl who are handling the search themselves. Is success, is it more successful when the, ki- when the parents are involved? Um, I think it is more successful sometimes when the parents are involved, but I don't know whether, whether it's solely because the parents are involved or is it because of the age of those, those people involved and therefore their criteria might be a little bit different. As we get older, we get more set in our ways. We know exactly what we want. We, the list of what we don't want gets longer and longer. Uh, you know, a lot of other, we have people who are in their 30s and 40s, a number of instances, they have kids, they've been married before. There are a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other things that, you know, with life, right? We all have different journeys, right? And therefore they they shape us, right? In different ways. And therefore they also um, define what we then want out of life, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, and, and then um, often people, you know, people get more and more selective and, uh, it's very, it's very different for each person. Yeah. I wouldn't put it to any one, one particular factor if it's easier or better, but you know, it's just different. So what would be, if someone, what are, what are the signs if someone should choose matchmaking or not? I think, um, you know, so when I was, I got married late by Indian standards. I got married when I was 34. And f- for the longest time, I don't think I was ready for to commit. I wasn't. I think I was very commitment phobic. And then one day when I, I realized that I missed coming home to somebody, for me, that was really a turning point. And I always thought that I'm organically going to bump into somebody or somebody's just going to knock on my door and say, hey, here I am. Uh, but that didn't happen. And I felt... Um, that it was very, uh, you know, when I was, when, so Wow's Fraternity really started from my own journey, my own personal journey. And uh, there are, I think there are a couple of reasons why somebody should look for, you know, matchmaking really. One is if you feel, you feel, you feel you're ready. B, I don't think uh, online, it works again for a lot of people. I didn't believe in it because I found it very difficult. How do I put on a piece of paper who I am as a person, right? I think that's a lot of everybody's like, how do I, how do I fit who I am in like three sentences? Yeah. And then when I used to meet somebody, they looked very different from what they did in the photographs. I said, okay, like, you know, what's happening here? So there was a lot of those hits. And I found it also very intense uh, because, you know, just things are, you start from scratch every time you go down to zero, you meet somebody, you have to start all over again. And then, you know, your starting point is zero. When a matchmaker comes in, your starting point is not zero. You've had that one conversation with somebody. And then every time a profile is shared with you, and then if you say yes, and the other person says yes, and the both of you are then connected to each other, and then you guys take it from there. But you know that your starting point is probably 40, right? There are some key things which you know that you both are aligned on. And then you start building on how do you connect you know those things are taken care of right and you've you that's been done for you so you're more about 
you know, talking about yourself, getting a better understanding of the other like person. Like organic chemistry between people. Organic chemistry. Like you would be, um, if you introduce to somebody um, through a colleague, through a friend, through a family member, that's really your starting point. But as a matchmaker who has a, you know, like we have over 3000 members in 65 countries, it really is about trying to connect you to other people who are like-minded and who are, you know, who are, who are, who are looking for similar or similar things in life right yeah that's so interesting um because gosh i can name quite a bit of few people who would who would definitely be into matchmaking if that's like how it goes because i feel like if you are of a certain age and like you said you know what you want uh you know what you're looking for you know who you are as a person which i think are all prerequisites to getting into matchmaking right you kind you kind of know what you're looking for you're not just hoping for the best type of a thing you're not just rolling the dice and and taking whatever comes kind of a thing you you spent the time on yourself to know yourself um I think it's so efficient. I think it takes a lot of the guessing out of things. So on average, like how many mat, like how many times does it take for someone to meet someone? Like, do you do you have like a limit of like, hey, I give you these five guys, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, which one of these, you know, are working for you? Are we like narrowing this down a little bit? Like, what if it doesn't hit off the first time or second time? You know, it generally doesn't. Um, and I think the reason it doesn't is, you know, you, it's very interesting that you mentioned that most people know what they're looking for. Um, in the last 10 years that I've been doing this, I've actually seen the reverse on a number really? of people. Really? People are, people, you know, yeah, people start off saying, I know exactly what I want. And then, and I say, okay, fine, as we're starting this, let's make this a little more interesting. Let's look at some other things that, you know, you perhaps have not thought of, or, or you, you might say, Anu, this doesn't work for me. And I've had a number of marriages that have taken place uh, where two people didn't want to meet for the first time or definitely, you know, and not for the second time because they just felt the other person was very different. But sometimes, and that's where I, you know, the value that a matchmaker really would, would bring in because we've, as a matchmaker, I've, I've met both the people, I've spoken to them multiple times. A lot of things that don't come out on paper is, is are things that I can really convey to somebody and which I do on, you know, on multiple times. And sometimes when you open things to, you know, I believe that you send a message to the universe, right? I'm very much of affirmations and sending a message to you. Send a message to the universe that let the right person walk, walk into your life. And with that, you open the possibilities that life has to throw you away. And it's amazing how sometimes you you meet somebody who at the face of it looks very, very different to you in terms of the kind of person you've imagined you wanna be with. But it's the people connect um, and it's almost like it's meant to be and things just fall into place. And it just seems like, um, you know, just meant to be. I think that's really how I would, how I would phrase that. The typical timeline that it really takes for people is about 10 months to 18 months for things to fall into place. So like I said, you know, it's not, it does take its time. We're not about, hey, these are five people or eight people or 10. It's a slow search. So I might share a couple of profiles with you on a, on a you know, in, in a month. I might not share anything in a month. I might check, you know, a couple more again. But it really is about getting your feedback, figuring out what works the best for you, fine tuning your search going forward, right? This is about your entire life. It's not about 
the number. It's not about, hey, it's five people. Let's see how it goes. It, we, we don't do that. It's, it's, it's really more about, I think matchmaking is greater than all of that, right? It's about two lives and, and, and bringing people together, I think is the most, you know, I've had a corporate career for many years, all of that. But for me, this has been the most satisfying thing that I've done. You know, when people get, when people choose to get married, um, I get photographs when people's, you know, kids are born, first birthdays, handwritten notes, all of those things. It's, um, it feels like I've made a difference somewhere in someone's life in a small way. And to me, that is, um, that's my journey. That's the, that's the journey I want to walk. So in all of these successful relationships that you have had the privilege of, you know, being a part of, what would you say are the key things that make them successful? Many things. Um, I think the, the, the most important thing really is being open to seeing what, who you can really truly connect with because often we we have something already in our mind we you know we it's almost like um i know i'm going to connect with this kind of person and i know this other kind of person is not going to work for me so and then then there are people who are very sure of that right and 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 we do a search in within those structures right and sometimes people say i know this is what i am as a person i'm open to you taking the lead and saying, you know, making making suggestions, recommendations of who do you think would be the right fit for me. That then, you know, when your canvas is is it's an it's an it's an open, clean canvas, right? Then you can paint your own colors and you say, this works for me. This doesn't work. It's a um, and that's when people are very surprised. The second thing is not being quick to make a judgment call. You know, just giving each other some time to. To un, you know, it's almost like human beings are like onions. I know this sounds strange, but you know, it's almost like you peel away a layer, right? And to get to something important, to get to the core, you have to getting to know somebody is a function of time, right? Absolutely. You know, so respecting that and taking some time just to get to know somebody, not making quick decisions because we are so used to making you know split second decisions. Everything is on the back of one conversation, on the back of one piece of paper on the back of something it's it's immediate it's instant it's you know so I think sometimes just taking a step back and saying okay I want to I want to give this some time time I think is the is the most important thing in life no matter what whether it is time to heal it is time to get to know somebody it is time to grow it's time to bond it's time to it's all about time Mm -hmm. so those are like the two key factors that's you know, and I 100% agree because even when you're just trying to get to know anybody in general, like whether it's romantic or friendship wise too, I mean, it takes some time for you to actually be able to open up fully to that person. But the key, I think, is once you actually are able to, you feel safe in doing so. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, uh, get more info if they want some more info? Uh, sure. So we have a website, um, Vows uh, for Eternity. So that's V-O-W-S, Vows, F-O-R, for Eternity.com. Um, and then I have my Instagram page as well, which is, uh, you know, which is linked on from our website. And, you know, that's, that's people can follow us on any, any of our social media things or visit our website. And this, it's a very comprehensive, detailed website. I've shared my life journey on, on it as well. Um, and, um, yeah, that's probably a good starting point. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. And I think I have a newfound definition for arranged marriage and matchmaking. Um, and I definitely understand why some of my friends growing up uh, did it and was okay with it. And it actually, they have beautiful families now. So, uh, you know, sometimes it works in our favor. And I, I definitely like to thank you for kind of giving us a new perspective on different ways to go about finding someone for us uh, in, in love and in life. So thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, Slay Nation, thanks for listening. Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure.